What's the best type of 401k for a young gay? Obviously, there's not a particular type of 401k for gay people, but this is queer money, and we're going gay. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is queer money. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. As John mentioned in the outset, we're going to be talking about this question of which is better, a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k? And the whole reason we're talking about this is because we got a, a question from one of our listeners, reached out to us. He said that after listening to episode 61, where we talked about the five steps to prepare for financial emergencies in your sleep, he emailed us uh, and said that he had started that. But he had this question because his company automatically opted him into a 401k. Traditional 401k. Right, traditional 401k. And so he had a question for us as to whether or not he should be using a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. Exactly. And we love getting questions from listeners and readers of DebtFreeGuys.com because it helps us provide the content that you're looking for. So thank you, Carter, for providing your question. And any of our listeners out there or uh, any of our readers of our blog, when you have questions, please let us know and we'll create content around that so that you get exactly what you need. Right. But if you want to email us a question, you can send it to media at debtfreeguys.com. Exactly. Or you can also direct message us through Twitter or Facebook. Um, so what is the difference between a Roth 401k and a traditional 401k? A Roth 401k, both, both are retirement accounts offered by an employer, and most employers not in the government sector provide a 401k. If you're in the government sector, you would have access to what's called a 403b. For most, in most cases, they're very similar. Um, so don't let that confuse you. So when we say 401k, it's interchangeable with a 403b. But anyway, a Roth 401k is a company-sponsored retirement account in which the employee contributes after-tax dollars into the account, invests that money, and the investments in that account grow tax-free. Withdrawals from that account, which are typically made when you're in retirement, are also tax-free. Right. So, again, this is a company-sponsored retirement account in which you contribute after-tax dollars. So you've already paid your taxes. After-tax dollars go into this account. You invest it in mutual funds or exchange-traded funds or whatever you're comfortable with investing. That, that money grows tax-free. And then when you retire, sitting on that uh, sitting on that rocking chair on the porch, you can with, withdraw money from that account and you still don't pay taxes on that. Exactly. And the other opportunity or option for you is the traditional 401k. So what is a traditional 401k? So again, it is a employer-sponsored plan or a plan that you can have when you have an employer where you take pre-tax dollars and then that money, again, is allowed to grow tax-sheltered, or you don't pay taxes as that money grows. But withdrawals from this account are different from your Roth IRA or 401k, where you do pay taxes when you're withdrawing the money from that account. So kind of look at it this, this way. With a Roth, you're paying your taxes up front. And then you're not paying the taxes in the back end. And with a traditional, you're not paying your taxes. I'm sorry. You're not right. You're not paying your taxes <laughs> up front. And then you are 
paying your taxes when you take that at the end or when when you take those withdrawals. Right. So the question is, do you want to have Carter in the front or the back? <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, Carter asked us which one he should be using. And there isn't a blanket statement for one size fits all as to which one we should be using. There's a lot of variables that determine whether or not someone should be using a Roth, a traditional, or possibly both. So we reached out to Carter and said we needed to get a little bit more information from him. And Carter gave us a little bit of more detail. He told us that he's 27 years old, he, that he graduated from college a couple of years ago. He did tell us that after listening to that episode 61 about starting an emergency savings account, that he realized that he needed to make some progress financially. And so he started that uh, the, his emergency savings account. He's contributing roughly $40 a month to that and plans to have $500 saved by July of next year. So congratulations, Carter, again, for doing that. We appreciate that. It's a, a great first step. But then, as he said, that he, he noticed that he, his employer had automatically opted him into this traditional 401k. So he told us that he uh, has income of roughly $43,000 a year and that he has student loan debt, but that student loan debt was financed through the government, so he's got a relatively low rate, 3.5%. So that isn't necessarily a factor or isn't a contributing factor to his financial situation as to whether he should be, how he should be investing or paying off debt. So we're going to focus on maybe some ideas or things that Carter should be doing. Right. So basically, the question does come down to a little bit less offensive way rather than saying whether you want to have the party in the front or the back is when do you want to pay your taxes? So typically, when you start a career and you're young, you're not earning as much and you're inherently in the lower tax bracket. And as you um, get older and you're, you progress in your career, you end up in a higher tax bracket. Also, traditionally, when you retire, you're not earning you're not working, so you're not earning earned income, and you typically go into a lower tax bracket. Um, so the question is, is will you be in a lower tax bracket now at your young age, earning the, probably the least amount of money you are in your career, or are you going to be in a lower tax bracket after you retire? Um, people don't always go into a lower tax bracket after they retire, and sometimes they, they, they go into higher tax brackets based on how they invest their money. So there's a lot of variables there. The other is that um, we don't know what the government is going to decide to do. Today's current tax brackets might not be the tax brackets that are around 40, 50, 60 years from now. It could be higher or lower. So there's a bit of a gamble. Nobody knows one way or, or, or the other for sure. But typically you're going to pay lower taxes earlier in your career and you're going to pay lower taxes when you retire. Yeah, exactly. And I just did a little bit of research in Carter's situation, took a look at the tax brackets of what they are for projected for 2018. Carter falls solidly in the 15% tax bracket. Um, sometimes investing in a traditional 401k will reduce your taxable income and could potentially put you in a lower tax bracket. That's not the case here with Carter. He would basically have to almost earn nothing to go to the next lower tax bracket. So he's he's in this solid tax bracket. So our advice to you, Carter, is to consider putting money into this Roth 401k. And, and the reason, as we said earlier, is that you're going to have not only the growth 
that you're going to pay, you won't have to pay taxes on that growth. You also won't have to pay taxes when you take that money out. So later in life, you won't have this increased income that could then cause you to have to pay even higher taxes. Right. And in your retirement, you're going to want to have as much income as possible so you can live as comfortable a life as you possibly can. Exactly. Um, and cover all of your expenses. And, and as we all know, healthcare gets more expensive as you get older. And there's no reason to believe that that's going to go down anytime soon. Right. Um, but there are, so that's our, 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 our recommendation for Carter. Um, there is another way he could play this. And, and a lot of professionals recommend sort of hedging your bets because there are so many variables. We don't know exactly what things will look like for Carter. And we don't know exactly which way tax brackets will go in the future. Some professionals recommend investing in both a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k. You can net your net contribution to an account like that, a 401k, is $18,000. So you could do $9,000 in one account, $9,000 in the other in the other type of account, or you can break it up however, whatever way works for you. Yeah. And that way you're kind of taking advantage of both the benefits and you're reducing the risk of um, your you being in a tax bracket that's adverse to how you invest it. Right. Now, one thing to keep in mind with that $18,000 figure is that's the max you can put in as long as you're earning $18,000 or more. If you're only earning $10,000, that's the max amount you can put in. $10,000. It's $10,000. So one, to just keep that in mind that it's, it's the uh, smaller of 100% of your income or $18,000. Correct. So... Um, another way that you can play this is that there, there is also a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. They work very similar to a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k. And that can get confusing, but some recommendations are that you that younger people invest in a traditional 401k just as Carter is currently established via his employer, and then also invest in a Roth IRA. Um, so the benefit there is that a Roth IRA lets you withdraw contributions made to the account penalty-free before you hit retirement. So that's just the contributions you make to the Roth IRA and not the growth within the Roth IRA. Uh, so obviously it's not ideal to tap into your 401k or your, or your IRA before retirement, but there are some circumstances such as medical emergency or as we've said before, um, there's the, the crises in um, crises in Florida and Texas because of the hurricanes. Those people might want to have access to some some money to help get them by right now. And if they have made, say for example, seventy five thousand dollar contributions into a Roth for Roth IRA, they could tap into that some some or all of that to help them get by during this tough time. Um, so that's another way that you can sort of hedge your bets and invest and take advantage of. Um, all the different kind of opportunities you have with various different time, kinds of IRA accounts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so one of the things we want to encourage you to do is if you're thinking about which is best for you, should, should I be in one or the other or both, if you currently have a financial advisor, talk to your financial advisor about this. They can help you look at your plan as to whether or not you should be investing in one or the other or both. 
both. And in, in, in some cases, they may look at your income and say, based on your tax, your tax bracket, it may make sense for you to invest in both and lower your taxes. So we incur definitely encourage you to do that. The other thing that we definitely want to encourage you to do is think about your future. How can I be best be prepared? Uh, and one of the things that, I mean, you, you all know that I'm a, a numbers person. I love the numbers. So one of the things we're doing for this show in our show notes on uh, debtfreeguides.com is we're adding a retirement calculator. The retirement calculator allows you to say what amount you have in your retirement accounts today, the amount that you're contributing on an annual basis, the percentage of growth, and then it allows you to, to, to look at what amount of money you would be earning or taking out of your accounts as you uh, age after you've in you're in retirement. So it kind of gives you an idea of what you, should, what you could potentially be looking at as your tax bracket in the future. Exactly. And I, I, you know, I want to applaud Carter again for starting to invest as early and as young as he is. Because the most important variable with whether or not you're a successful investor is how much time you actually invest in the market. Right. Um, so starting younger, playing, taking advantage of that early on, um, that will pay huge dividends um, throughout his life um, by investing early and investing as much as he can as early as possible. Yeah, there, there it is. A big shout out for compound interest. You know, <laughs> that's that's the whole reason why so many people are able to retire these days is because they have taken advantage of that compounding interest. Right, and it's also great that he's taking advantage of starting a uh, emergency savings account because then that also reduces some of his risks in the future. If he does have a medical emergency or um, he does, you know, unfortunately suffer through a hurricane or a tornado. Um, or whatever life throws his way, he's he's already building that cushion so that his first resource for additional money won't be his IRA or his four, uh, 401k. Or mom and dad. Or his mom and dad, <laughs> exactly. And I'll add to that episode 61 where we talk about how to build an emergency savings account in your sleep. We provide two free uh, tools to help make automating that emergency savings account savings uh, easier. So Check out episode 61 and make sure you get access to both of those free tools to help you with your emergency savings. And I also want to remind all of our listeners that, again, we love getting your questions because it helps us make the show that you want to hear. Um, and then I'll, I'll finally I want to add that we have a Queer Money Facebook group, which um, you don't necessarily have to wait for a podcast to get answers to your questions or to engage with us or to talk with other LGBT people who are trying to become financially successful or are financially successful. So uh, go to Facebook, log into your Facebook account, search for Queer Money, and request an invitation into that particular group. We'll approve you, ask you to uh, introduce yourself, and you know, be a part of that discussion with us. because It's a lively, fun um, group, and uh, our goal is to help our community live fabulously and not fabulously broke, and that is a great way um, for you individually to do that. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us for Queer Money, and uh, we'll see you next week. So what is the best type of 401k for a young gay? Well, as with most things in life, it depends. So our best recommendation is for you to reach out to a financial planner. Let them understand your, the specifics of your situation, and then they can give you a specific recommendation and a strategy to carry going forward. We hope that this particular podcast gave you some insight as to what those considerations are, and that you can go into that conversation with your financial planner a little bit more educated. Again, we want to remind you that we'd love getting 
questions from our listeners, so we want to thank Carter. We want to ask you to please let us know if you have any questions so that we can create the show that you want. And then finally, don't forget to log into your Facebook account and request to become a member of the Queer Money Facebook group. And if you like this podcast or any other Queer Money podcast, please remember to like, comment, and share Queer Money with your friends on iTunes so that we can get our podcast out to more people and help more LGBT people live fabulously and not fabulously broke. Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Would help me if I had a personal chef made all all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh-